Good morning, Sagatuck, and welcome to Sagatuck on Sunday. That's right, it's Gregory Muncy back again, like we do every Sunday, high above land sharks here in beautiful downtown Sagatuck. We've got a great show ahead, and we've got lots to talk about. But I want to let you folks know that um, we're waking up with you, like we do every Sunday morning, 7 to 9 a.m., here and watching the sun come up over Butler Street. I'd like to thank our sponsors, The Inner Urban. They're your go-to to get to where you want to go to in the Sagatuck douglas area for only a dollar. Give them a call at 269-857-1418. Back to the Fuchsia Flower Shop, where I spent the whole week, uh, all of last week, and get ready for Valentine's Day, and and uh, it's been keeping really busy actually for the winter season, where we create original and creative designs for any occasion. Give us a call there at two six nine eight five seven two nine six three. Of course, you can go to our website at backtothefuchsia.net. Also, find out how much your home is worth and find your dream home with Laura Durham at Mill Pond Realty. She's Sagatuck's homegrown, nationally recognized realtor with over 40 years of experience. Check out her listings. She just has some new listings there on her website at millpondrealty.com. Or you can always give her a call at 269-857-1477. We'd also like to thank It Is What It Is, truly unique, one-of-a-kind gifts, home decor, local best-selling authors, fabulous finds for all occasions. They're located at 318 Butler Street. You can go to their website at shopwhatitis.com or give Patty a call. If you remember, Patty was our co-host, our guest co-host last week. We had a lot of fun with her. Her phone number is 269-857-8100. Finally, let's welcome our newest sponsor, and he was also on the show last week, Kevin Whiteford of Whiteford Wealth Management, where each team member is focused on meeting your needs, whether they be your child's college savings or your retirement portfolio. They're located at 404 Broadway (laughs) in South Haven. Uh, Visit their website uh, at uh, whitefordwealth.com, or you can give them a call at 269-637-4400. I'd also like to thank our producer. Today we have the pleasure of having Dan the Man from the Van queuing everything up at the studio there in Holland while we do this live in downtown Saugatuck. I want to let you know that podcasts are now available online at 927thevan.com, so you can listen to our shows anytime. You can also visit our Facebook page at Sagatuck on Sunday. It's just after 7 a.m., and it's actually, for this time of year, it's a balmy 38 degrees. We can expect today's high to reach around 44. Uh, No snow. It's going to be a little bit partly cloudy, but it's going to be a beautiful day and a great day for a day trip. Our roads are all cleaned off. The DPW has been busy, and uh, that was uh, quite uh, the uh, ice-packed streets, Uh, but uh, most of them are cleared off, and we encourage all of our shopkeepers to keep the front of their stores clean as well. Um, this morning, we have a lot to talk about. We're going to have Dennis Dreyer on. He's from the Knights of Columbus, and uh, they're going to have uh, their, their fish fries starting, a Friday fish fries. And so he's going to talk about that there at St. Peter Catholic Church. And um, then after that, we're have, I'm very pleased and, and excited to have James Brandis, uh, our local uh, artist here of Brandis Gallery Studio, uh, Studios and Gallery here in downtown Saugatuck. 
and um, and uh, get to know him. You know, it's Gallery Stroll Weekend, and that continues today throughout the day. Um, and then finally, we're going to have Fred Boltman. Um, he's from uh, the Red Horse Collaborative, um, and uh, he's all actually he's here for a second line, the Sagatuck second line. For the Mardi Gras pub, CJ, yes. Is he bringing his tuba? Is yeah. he the tuba player? Yes. Oh, yeah. it's awesome. They're good, yeah. yeah. And so we're really looking forward to that. In fact, uh, back to the Fuchsia, we are one of the sponsors. Um, yeah, that's CJ you hear. Um, you know, we've got such a busy day. I really didn't have room for a co-host, so I thought, well, I'll let CJ sit in that seat. Welcome to the show, CJ. It's good to be here. Good. Shout out to Patty. It is what it is. She went 5-0 and on her Super Bowl picks. I saw that. You did not. You reminded us on Facebook. and uh, I think that's my first Facebook post ever. Uh-huh. I, I, I didn't type it right. Yeah, you're it's not a very... It's bad spelling. Yeah, it's, Kimberly yeah, and I have been teaching you know, the I'm ways gonna... of Facebook and... Five and zero. Oh. I bet you there's a line of degenerates coming into her store to get picks now. <laughs> she was good. Yeah, she, yeah five and zero. Well, oh. she knows the sports. Yeah, yeah. You know, she. Yeah. It's that, in fact, she's been following her kids there at the Sagatuck High School. Where they just had their senior yeah. night last week. So, um, but uh, uh, got a great show ahead. And then, uh, yeah, he'll be talking about the Mardi Gras pr- uh, pub crawl, yeah. which will be happening on this coming Tuesday. So, I like so it. yeah, yeah. Welcome, welcome back. Good um, to be back from and, vacation. And you, yeah, you were. I had to t- cut it short because your picks didn't afford me to make it an extra long vacation. <laughs> So, um, did you end up losing then, right? I did or? lose the $10 prop bet. Oh, yes. was that $10? Yeah. Is that how much it, you spent? It would, have, it would have turned into a big dollar, though, because uh-huh. I had all nine bets. So, so since you used Patty and I, and we, we wanted some of the winnings, what, does that mean we each have to give you $5? No, no, I, no, no. I, <laughs> just bragging rights for you two, and Patty <laughs> has them. <laughs> Very good. Now, uh, you were on vacation. Where did you go? Yeah, we went to South Carolina, Charleston. Charleston, South Carolina. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And what's in Charleston? Uh, well, they, what, they have, what, what made you decide to go there? Have you ever been there before? We've never been there. We, uh-huh. we, we always take a mid-February trip to someplace a little warmer. Uh-huh. We went to Savannah, love Savannah. So, so we were like, well, let's try Charleston. Okay. Charleston was great. Uh-huh. We, did, we did incur an injury. In, yes. An injury? What do you Kim- mean? Kimberly is re- in recovery at this point. Oh, really? What? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I'm a little worried, what? Little worried about her. What, what do you mean? What, do you guys have to go to the hospital? Well, I don't think so. I don't think so. It, it, it appears to be getting better. Well, what kind of injury? Well, she, it, it's, her face is all red. All red. <laughs> <laughs> we got sunburned. Yeah. I mean, oh, I, we're so sorry here a, that you got sunburned. And un, you know, it should be a sponsor because I talk about them all the time, especially as we come into spring. We went out on a Freedom Boat boat. We show up, just get on the boat. It's, uh, this is, the Freedom Boat Club. Freedom They've boat been on Club. the show before, yeah, and yeah. you can. Um, it's kind of like a Airbnb, but it's boats. Yeah. Well, you don't stay overnight on. No, them, no, but... no, no. But you, we, we took a boat out four hours in the bay, went all the way up. We we're in the ocean. We That's what. Yeah. Um, four, Kimberly had yeah. texted me your location, and uh, and yeah, you were out in we, the actual yeah, yeah. ocean, Fort Sumter, and uh, we saw we saw dolphins and just cruised cruised around, saw an aircraft carrier. Uh huh. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, that was pretty awesome. Any museums or anything like that? Uh, or? Some of the bars were sort of old. <laughs> <laughs> so you went to the bars, right? We, uh-huh. Oh, the food was fabulous. Folly Beach. We saw a beautiful brand new pier they built, Folly Beach, and uh-huh. it's, it's it was really nice. Saw the sunset there. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Good so, food. Seafood. Yeah. Oh, did you did you find any locals? Oh yeah, we we found we found the dive bar. We found a local musician who uh, hooked us up to go to a bar for some local bands. Oh, what's up, Chuck? Was the name of their band, which 
couple, you know, play on words because Charleston. So it's founded by a Charles, Prince Charles, and yeah. The day, so yeah, yeah, we had a really good time. I don't know if I'd want the words "upchuck" in my well, name. exactly, but that's, that's sort of the play on words. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> sort of a reggae ska band. He was the singer, pretty uh-huh. good. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So music and food and nightlife and yeah, uh-huh. general merriment. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh huh. How's is it a big downtown area? Is everything is. walkable? We, we, well, we stayed right downtown. At a short-term rental. Uh-huh. It was fabulous. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> short-term rental. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so do they, do they have many of those there? Do, they, do you think they had too many there? They have, they have not enough. <laughs> they need more, it appears. Um, um, and uh, so uh, I want to, uh, you know, I, you have such great friends here in Saugatuck, don't you? Oh, I, I do need to shout out to Gregory. <laughs> My goodness. Yes. He, he, so I, we... Needed to have our area shoveled because you were having we somebody have, stay some at guests, your short-term guests. rental. Yeah, that's correct. And the ice storm was unpredicted, so I didn't <laughs> plan ahead. And uh, uh-huh. he came and cleared it. Thank you, Gregory. You are most welcome. You know, you're most welcome. It's the least I could do. You know, when when you called me, I was really concerned, and I wanted to help save you from what could be potentially Thank a you. multi-million-dollar lawsuit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, they could have slid down the stairs and then owned your house. Well, so you should thank me for that. So I'm expecting compensation. So I'll be looking for that. I think uh, in the uh, favor <laughs> columns, we're, we're uh, maybe a little slanted a different way than you're mentioning it. Uh, uh, no, yeah, no, we are slanted because, you know, when you picked me up for my car, you already denoted that that was a trade-off for when I picked you up. When you, when your oh, car was down, we so we're we, at that point we were even. So now I'm ahead. Okay. So I'll be using, I'll be okay. using that for something good. I, I'll be I holding on to that for something good. Um, <laughs> so you guys got back. Are you happy to be back home? I'm glad to be back. Uh-huh. Yeah. Always nice to come I, back home, isn't it? Yes. And, and not just home, but Saugatuck, isn't it? It's back to the bubble. We love yeah. coming back uh-huh. here. Yeah, we can't be gone. It's we can't do more than a week. Cause right. It's it's time to be back. Yeah, I'm the same way. I'm the yep. same way. Um, uh, uh, lots of uh, events going on. Um, you know, we're, we're going to have the Mardi Gras parade coming up. Um, and then I've got a, a, a ton of other events here that I want to share. Pub crawl. Not a pub crawl. That's right. Not parade. Pub crawl. Thank you for clarifying that. Yes. Um, it is the winter gallery stroll. You know, James Brandis will be here. And you can stroll through the many galleries this weekend because it's President's Day weekend. So a lot of people have Monday off. And uh, so it's usually a long weekend here. Uh, our bed and breakfasts are kind of busy for this time of year. Um, I double dutied this weekend for Mill Pond Realty where we checked in our houses and uh, got folks ready. Uh, to settle in for a fun weekend. Um, but uh, you can stroll through Saugatuck and Douglas and, um, and between both towns and uh, enjoy the different art styles from contemporary to traditional. Um, uh, you know, it's by our local, regional, and national rec- nationally recognized uh, professionals here in the area. Um, you'll, see, uh, you'll see demos, live demos. You can meet with the artists, enjoy music and refreshments. I know James Brandis had hot chocolate going on over there and uh, uh i'm excited for him to be on i i have a print from his place in our room we have a big wide print so i have I, several I, yeah um i have them here in in our studio here and then i have some back in my bedroom and um he is really one of my favorites um in, in fact uh, james brandis really turned me on to uh, impressionism because um uh, i think before you know um uh, 
before I started being a fan, before I was a fan of his work, um, I was never a fan of Impressionism, um, uh, really. And, um, and so he really has a way with color. I, I think he's got an interesting story of how he got here, too, I think. I uh-huh. don't know. I could be making that up in my mind. So I'm looking forward to hearing about it. Well, he started at Oxbow. So we'll have him on. We'll have him on. We'll wait, we'll wait okay. for that. Um, but uh, all of the galleries that are participating in the gallery stroll, almost all of them um, uh, that are open, but uh, the ones in particular participating would be Amazwi. Um, that's the contemporary art gallery there that focuses a lot on African art. Um, James Brandon Studio and Gallery, as we know. Jeff Blanford Gallery. I have some of his work uh, as well. He throws clay. They call it throwing clay. Um, And uh, he makes beautiful work there. Uh, Marsha Perry Sculpture Studio. She works in clay. Ronan Black Gallery out on Blue Star Highway. Um, Also in Douglas, we've got Jay Petter Gallery. Now, they just uh, did it yesterday, just Saturday only. Uh, The rest of them are all weekend, like Levin Art Gallery, Mixed Media Gallery, Mr. Miller's Art Emporium, the Oxbow House, which is the old library, the old library building. You know, yeah, they, yeah. they've got they that downtown. The, yeah. Yep, downtown. They've been in about a half a year now it's with Oxbow in there, yeah. Uh-huh. And then uh, Water Street Gallery as well. So both towns, you want to go back and forth, you can pick the interurban to do that. It, it, is your apartment on the stroll? Can they come in and look it at your It should be, because it, be, it yeah. does look like a gallery in here, doesn't it? <laughs> yes, come in. Well, I'm serving uh, poppy muffins. So, yeah, if you're listening, stop by and uh, enjoy enjoy my artwork here, my, my vast collection. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I, I made uh, lemon poppy muffins. Did you they see look that? really good. They look really you good. You walked in while I was icing my it, muffin. Yes, looks mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. They look uh, scrumptious they are I, I have i have got called for jury duty so i don't want to have one i might test positive for poppy <laughs> i heard that um that poppy sees uh, um, on a seinfeld one is that is that a seinfeld yeah. one that might be a myth i don't know yeah, i don't know I don't know. Um, but I'm sure a lot of drug addicts would say, oh, yeah. I've been eating poppy seeds. I've been eating bagels. poppy seeds and bagels, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, I've got a lot of events to cover. Um, but um, you said that, um, uh, you know, you're always up on all the holidays and, oh. and, and, and what, you know, what, what today is. So, well, and now we didn't do trivia because we don't have time. Yep. And, in fact, Dan Evans, uh, our producer there at the station today, he said, uh, he said, oh, are we doing trivia? And uh, and I said, oh no! I, unfortunately, um, we really don't have time. So, oh, no, and I just landed yesterday, so I didn't do my normal research. But I did look and investigate what days they were. Uh-huh. It's well, it's the Daytona 500, so that sort of bring my sport angle onto it. It's a tug of war day. Today's National Tug of War Day. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh huh. National Airboat Day. That's that's probably the only boat that. Kimberly doesn't like to go on. Why? Well, because if you're on an airboat, you're going looking for gators or snakes. Right. Or I've been on those yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, in the Everglades. Yeah. yeah. So uh-huh. she's any other boat, she's good with. Airboat, <laughs> probably not. Uh, World Whale Day. World Whale Day. Yeah, but the one that I thought maybe you wanted to comment on, because it seems to be a new phenomenon, it's National Eyelash Day. Have you seen the, like... National Eyelash Day. The, the eyelashes on some of the ladies... Around the world, I've gotten a little bit longer. I think oh, there's some think? sort of genetic thing where eyelashes are growing longer or something's going on. Well, you know, these girls get get it done, and it's very expensive. Those aren't natural? They just don't grow that long now? <laughs> no. Oh. But you're right about that. Okay. Well, what's up with the eyelashes? I don't know. I, that, you it's know. got a day now. Yeah. 
They, they've got their own holiday. Yeah. Eyelashes. So, uh, Krista Winteringham, if you're listening. I didn't want to call her out. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, hers always look good. Oh, they um, do. They're not as thick. No. And... You know, fake looking. You know, you ever see the ones that are really thick, and it's like, oh, honey. The ones that they're going to fly away, they came in to hold their eyes open. They're so big. <laughs> like, my God, what's the purpose of this? I don't know. People think they're sexy. Huh? Do you think they're sexy in that I'm, I'm, I'm a natural Maybe person. Kimberly like should na- start doing yeah, that. Yeah, there you go. Oh, I would love to see Kimberly with those. That ain't happening. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, it's expensive, though. Plus, you know, it, it through recovery from her sunburn, I don't know. You know mm-hmm. nip and tongue, I you hope know? you're doing well, Kimberly, <laughs> with your sunburn. <laughs> wah, wah. Um, while all of us here are. Uh, busy. I don't think I'm going to have time to get out uh, for vacation this year. I just don't. I can't find the time. I I was shooting for the end of February. Um, of course, um, every penny I had just went into uh, uh, fixing my car, okay. that new yes. transmission. Um, but besides that, I, I just don't have the time to get away. Now I'm on city council. I do the show here every Sunday. Um, so I'm kind of committed. It's it's sort of the vacation season, though. So we, we I thought we might have to do a section in Spanish because with Daniel and uh, Dustin in, in South America, they might want to hear it in Spanish. Uh, yeah, they're sending their, their pictures. They're in Guatemala. They went to a cool place recently. The bar they went to was pretty cool. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Speakeasy. They had to enter through a telephone. Right. Telephone yeah. I've been, yeah, I've been watching yeah. uh, I've been watching and following them on social media. It is Daniel, the vacation season. Yeah. Daniel is our uh, uh, township manager, the mm-hmm. Saugatuck Township manager, and I think that's his first vacation since he's taken on oh. that job. I think it is, um, uh, it, because I know, re- if you remember, about a year ago, Dustin went on vacation by himself. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So um, so, so I think that's uh, well-deserved. Oh, absolutely. Um, uh, he's very, uh, uh, very well-liked uh, with his position there yeah, yeah. Uh, by many people there in the township. We, so. m- we miss him at his old job, though. Yeah, that's true. Um, he makes rare appearances at his old job at Phil's Bar and Grill as a bartender. So he'll it'll be like a celebrity uh, yes. uh, a guest uh, bartender. So he he fills in every once in a while. Um, uh, events going on. Um, you know, I want to run through events because I see Dennis Dreyer's walking in the door from Knights of Columbus, and I'm gonna uh, get him on. I've got some questions to ask about Knights of Columbus as well. He he he's, he's got that fish fry uh, at the Knights of Columbus that they're going to be putting on. And gosh, who doesn't like a good church fish fry, right? Oh, yeah. And uh, so they'll be doing that on Fridays. He's going to talk a little bit about that. But I also have other questions about Knights of Columbus because I don't, really don't know that much about the organization. I know he was on about a year ago or so, a while back, about the when they had the Tootsie Roll um, uh, uh, yep, uh, yep. thing. So, um, so I'm anxious to have him on. Um, but we do have lots of events going on. Um, I, uh, today, I, I saw Beverly, um, a friend of mine in town who is with the Cowhill Yacht Club, okay. and I promised her that I would bring up that they are doing uh, a fundraiser today. Now, Cowhill Yacht Club, as many folks know, um, uh, do lots of events in town, including uh, the Chili Cook-Off. And um, they took on almost 10 years ago, maybe, maybe hasn't been quite that long, but they took on the, uh, the uh, famous Venetian Festival. And so they were hosting that. They adopted that for a while. Um, now the um, uh, Rotary Club will be doing that. So, um, uh, 
So she promised, or she asked me if I would mention they are having their annual fundraiser. Cow Hill Yacht Club are people that don't have yachts or don't have boats, but they get together and they raise money for local uh, people in need, people that live here in the Saugatuck Douglas area. They don't have cows either. No, they don't have cows either. Um, uh, but they're a bunch of folks, and they've been together for a long time, long before they took on Venetian Festival. Yep. They were really known for the chili cook-off, we which, need is, that to come back. which is going to be back this year. We're all hearing that. and that That's what they're telling us right now, um, that it is going to be back. That's usually the weekend of Columbus Day, yep. Yep. Uh, Columbus Day weekend, which is also the Fall Gallery Stroll weekend yeah. as well. Um, the uh, But uh, they'll have a benefit They'll they'll have fifty fifty raffles. That's really where they make a lot of the uh, a lot of their profits uh, from these benefits that they do. And then they'll be bowling as well. They've got teams together over at alleys, the bowling alley okay. here. Um, you know they've got great food and drinks there too as well. Um, and uh, and hang out and support them. They'll be there between twelve and three today. Uh, to raise money. Um, again, they help locally. They help with Christian neighbors. They do, I know they do donations with Inner Urban with us every year um, uh, for rides for people in need. Um, a lot of people think that everybody that lives in Saugatuck and Douglas are automatically wealthy. Well, that's not true. Um, there's a lot of people around here that are, the, that are in need of a little help. And uh, so uh, Cow Hill steps in. Sometimes they'll they'll help pay medications for people. They'll help with utility bills if you're having problems. And uh, and so they'll be there today at Alley's. A lot of good people. Yeah, they really are. Um, and they'll be at uh, Alley's uh, there in Douglas. Uh, they're behind the grocery store, the bowling alley. So, did you sign up for the March fourth event? I did not. And now the deadline for the this for the week? Euchre tournament yeah, yeah. is this week. It's February twenty fourth, and uh, and that's the fundraiser put on by the Saugatuck Boosters, Saugatuck Athletic Boosters of the high school here, and um, and uh, money will be raised uh, for uniforms. Uh, because, you know, they've got the new logo now, the Trailblazers, which yep. I think is a pretty cool logo. I, I like it. Uh, it took me some getting used to, you know, because we all like how it was before. But, you know, in um, in uh, in support of how everything's going politically correct, um, they changed, <laughs> you know, I, I don't know, I, I don't yeah, know I don't how know else to say that, that, but they changed from Saugatuck Indians to the Trailblazers. And um, at first, a lot of people were, don't change what's already good, but uh, I do like the Trailblazers. I, I like the I name, like the logo, and Logos. I like the logo. Yeah, yeah. I think whoever it did the... the water into it. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. Yeah, whoever did the logo it's a did a great job. Or it's a river or it's something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so, uh, but that'll be on March fourth, um, right? The, March fourth. The actual at event. The Ivy it's at the Ivy House. It's thirty dollars to you play. To play, right? Fifteen to watch. Fifteen to watch, and they've got all kinds of hors d'oeuvres. They're going to have great food. Uh, they'll have a cash bar as well, um, and uh, and uh, you can you can just hang out and support. Uh, they've got several sponsors, and it's going to be a really fun night. Now, if you, I'm in. Yeah, I've, you're, I've, you're I've already, already in. booked. Kim's, Maybe I, Kim's just watching. I'll send. Kim's just. Watching. I haven't figured out if I want to play or not. I've, so well. It's been a little while debating. for me, but I, I consider it's been myself a, while for a me too. euchre aficionado. Oh, I'm, so pretty I should be good. Okay. I'm pretty good at euchre yeah. myself, but again, yeah. it's been quite a while. So um, sometimes I go online and play. You know, they've got yeah. uh, I've got an app there where I can play with people all around the world. Um, so so yeah, I promised that uh, I would bring that up. Um, also, you know, coming up March 11th, um, uh, Saturday. That's on a Saturday, and I just want to put that in, in everybody's ear that um, there'll be a benefit. And one of our favorite bands here in town, um, James Reeser and the Backseat Drivers, 
um, uh, he's been on the show, you know. Yeah. And uh, it, actually, they've jammed out here. He's uh, they've done a couple of jam Twice. sessions here. I really enjoyed enjoyed those shows. He brought his harps. He brought his, his harmonica. Harmonica. Yep. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, unfortunately, James is uh, facing a battle, uh, cancer, and uh, and um, and so our hearts go out to him. As he continues the fight, and uh, there will be a benefit for for him. I guess these chemo um, uh, treatments that he's getting uh, are like seventy thousand dollars or something like that. Unbelievable! How much you know? How much it is? I uh, I remember when my mom had cancer, finding out you know how much these treatments cost. So um, so uh, there a bunch of his friends have gathered around to have a benefit for James Reeser. It'll be March eleventh. So put this in your calendar. It's going to start Saturday at about 2 p.m., and it's going to last all night long. So sometime in the afternoon, about 2, and it'll go throughout the evening till close at the Sandbar. Oh, yeah. Nice. Here in downtown Saugatuck. Sandbar is our little hole in the wall, cash only. And so, um, so yeah, I, I uh, promised I would uh, bring up those two things. Um, I was looking in the news the other day. That 70s show is back. It, but it's called that 90s, 90s show. show. Yeah. Um, so um, I'm anxious to see, you know, how that turned out. I think that was a favorite by everybody, um, uh, uh, the 70s show. No? Did, were you uh, not, not, not no, a big fan? No. No? No? I, I was busy by then. It'll be working. interesting to see the 90s show. You know, the 70s show was something I think our parents could really relate to more. Okay. Um, with the time, you know, I think 90s might... We might bring up some memories for yeah. well, us. Well, the parts I saw, they had muscle cars and stuff like that. So I sort of <laughs> like that about the 70s show, but it wasn't my everyday watching. No. Wasn't your everyday. Um, also today, 2 to 3 p.m., um, it's it's still continuing, the Hempy Keyboard Series over at the Saugatuck Center for the Arts. It's $25. It's today between 2 and 3 p.m. You know, the Saugatuck Center for the Arts is the old pie factory located at 400 Culver Street, there in Michigan, and uh, there's uh, going to be uh, uh, performances, um, and uh, the uh, Sophie and Pierre, uh, it's uh, the West Hughes duo, um, will be performing. Um, they're from Vlogsbad, South America. So neat, interesting, yeah, very interesting. I, I, I don't know that we've said this, or I don't. I know I uh-huh. haven't. I think they did a great job on their parking lot and the little sign and the upgrades they did in the last couple of years in front of uh, SCA. They've got that nice. electric sign that yeah. flashes us when uh, we drive by. It's, it's a nice sign. Yeah, it is a nice sign. Um, so I think they did a nice job updating that. Yeah, they did. Um, they always do uh, nice upgrades. Yeah. They've got a lot of money. So, okay. yeah. Good for them. <laughs> um, so, but that's today, $25. Also, while you're at the Saga Tech Center for the Arts, um, they have their ongoing, um, uh, 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 as you're gallery strolling today, um, don't forget to stop by there because they have a gallery that's always going on um, there in the lobby area by the restrooms. It's a whole uh, exhibit, and they, they've had many exhibits there over the years. It's always open to the public. A lot of people don't know that. If you've got to use the bathroom and you're over on that side of the, uh, you know, over by Saugatuck Center for the Arts, Go stroll through the exhibit real quick and then go use the bathroom. <laughs> but um, uh, uh, but uh, they, they've got um, the homebody exhibit, and that'll be going on through uh, the 12th. That just started uh, the, uh, just this last week. Um, we talked about it on the show last week, but, um, but it'll be going through um, uh, May 12th. Um, so, uh, yeah. Bean bags and couches? What's... 
homebody. I don't know. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah that's what it sounds like, yeah, right? I don't know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> a bunch of bean bags um, and TVs and uh, hot pockets. There you go. <laughs> Um, actually, it's it's about exploring the intimacy of motherhood and the difficulty oh. of finding clarity and stillness in an increasingly overwhelming world. Nice. So there you have it. Um, and uh, but you know it really is. They they really do have a lot of neat things. And Zagatuck Center for the Arts. In fact, Kristen Armstrong was uh, a couple weeks ago was at one of our uh, Zagatuck City meetings, and I gave her a special shout out to thank her for all of the events that they do in the winter time. It helps to keep absolutely the business going yep. and yep. things going on here in downtown. Well, right, we've got the Mardi Gras pub crawl, um, but of course I'll wait until Fred's on yeah. to talk about that. Um, and and then, um, actually, um, yoga and beer is just around the corner. In fact, um, next week we'll have April Gundy on because she'll be talking about the Shamrock Pub Crawl that she's putting on. But she's something. She's from Encompass Wellness. Nice. And they've been doing these um, uh, yoga and beer events over at Wicks Park Bar and Grill. You see Wicks Park Bar and Grill? They've got uh, – re- they redid their kitchen. Now, they are real. Yeah, yeah. Um, but for only twenty dollars, you can even if you're if you're just starting out, you don't know much about yoga. Your first first timer, um, they'll have that on the twenty fifth at eleven fifteen a.m. for twenty dollars. Of course, you can go to uh, Encompass Wellness Yoga and Fitness and uh, on Facebook page and sign up. I'm sure if you just show up, they'll let you do it. Um, they do a yoga session and then they finish it off with a beer. Everything's better with beer. <laughs> Well, everything's better with beer. Um, well, you know, everything's better with fish and chips, too. Yeah, we'll hear God, I that. just keep thinking about fish and chips. Ever fish and chips and beer I started is really talking good. to Dennis Dreyer. He's going to be on the sh- uh, show next. He's there in the wings there. Hey, Dennis, grab some coffee. And I made, these are my homemade muffins here. Uh, lemon poppy seed. I was baking this morning, so I was a busy boy. We'll be right back. We've got Dennis Dreyer. We've got James Brandis. We've got Fred Boltman. It's going to be a great show, so stick with us. Grab another cup of coffee. You're listening to Saga Talk on Sunday on 92.7 The Van and 92.7thevan.com. Satisfaction. Well, yeah, but you can because you're listening to Saga Tuck on Sunday. We're going to satisfy everything that you want to know about Saga Tuck. We know all the good rumors and all the good stories and everything going on here in town. New businesses moving. We call it the Saga Tuck Shuffle. CJ, you know the um, uh, Book Nook is moving. Book Nook is moving, yeah, yes. They were in the old hardware store, and they will be moving to Butler Street next to the Jeff Blandford Gallery. Oh, so okay. so uh, we wish them lots of luck into their new home. I know she'll be spending the whole month of March moving, and uh, uh, or, and uh, as soon as uh, as soon as they get settled in, I'm sure they'll open up right I, away. I noticed the new roof is must be complete. They're no longer 100 blocks not <laughs> <tore> up anymore. <laughs> yeah, it was tore up for a long time. It seemed yeah. like they worked on that roof for about a month. Well, they had horrible there. weather for yeah, that to that, happen. That's, so, that's yeah, for I'm, sure. I'm sure they're glad to be. Yeah, there. Uh, that was over at Brass Anchor and uh, that building there. Yep. And uh, so glad to see that done. Um, we've got, um, uh, well, let's get that disco ball down because I've already told folks who's going to be our next guest. And let him work the runway. Here he comes. 
Oh, wow. Look at those moves. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the show, Dennis Dreyer from uh, Knights of Columbus. Thank you. Thank you, Gregory. Well, yeah, welcome to the show. Uh, Dennis, I know you've been on the show before. Yes. Um, and, uh, uh, and you were here about uh, flipping pancakes. This time, now you're, now you're flipping fish. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, we've got uh, uh, the fish fries are coming up. And that's, uh, that's coming up, that's, uh, what, this Friday, right? Is your yes. first one. Yes. Yeah, well, this, well. this Wednesday is Ash Wednesday, so it's the beginning of uh, uh, Lent. Right, right. Um, we're going to talk about that, but first, before we talk about that, I, I want to talk about the Knights of Columbus because I don't know if a lot of a lot of people are familiar with the Knights of Columbus, other than flipping pancakes and tootsie rolls and fish fries. But you guys are a lot more than that. Yes. And uh, and um, uh, 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 tell us a little bit about the Knights of Columbus. Um, what is the Knights of Columbus? Well, the Knights of Columbus is a 130-year-old men's organization. Uh-huh. Uh, it's it's fundamentally a Catholic organization for men, and its uh, its roots are very interesting. Uh, if you look at some of the uh, minorities we have in our community uh, struggling with things like you know uh, you know single mothers and. Uh, all sorts of problems. Those are the same problems that existed in this country back in uh, the early or the late 1800s. Mm-hmm. And Father McGivney founded the Knights of Columbus when the Masons and everybody else had fraternal groups. Right. And he was fundamentally interested in taking care of the widows and orphans. We didn't have the protections like we have today with Social Security and some other things. Right. Uh, and so it started out as an organization to help those people. And uh, Hartford, Connecticut, of course, was like the uh, center of insurance. Mm-hmm. So uh, he was able to find a lot of people who could be charitable, could contribute. They started funds so that if the uh, father was killed in a, an accident uh, on the job, uh, there was at least some backup for the uh, uh, the mother and the children in the organization. Because back then, they were literally turned over to the uh, government to... Uh, find a home for them. So Ooh, it was yeah. not a, I mean, it was the best they could do at that point in time. Right. Uh, anyhow, from there, it grew into the organization we have today. And as with most organizations, uh, we had our ups and downs, good times, bad times. Sure. But today we are focused really on, on three uh, primary types of benefits. Mm-hmm. Our faith. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also look at the family. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not too hard to see families are struggling. Uh, the community, yeah, they're always playing. I mean, this this is one of the greatest communities I've ever lived in, and I've moved around a lot. Um, just great the way we take care of people and try to raise funds and try to do the right things. Not always easy to figure that out, but right. uh, we do that around here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then life, we are very much a uh, pro-life organization, not just in terms of abortion or anti-abortion, right. but being of help to people. I mean, you've got young women that are carrying children, and they've got a decision to make as to what they're going to do. Uh-huh. Uh, a lot of times they just need somebody to talk to them uh, and, and, and know help all them. the options. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. Absolutely. Um, so anyhow, we are very much a charitable organization, a faith-based organization. But we also try to, uh, as you can see in the uh, uh, the synopsis of uh, what we did this past year, yeah. uh, we like to partner with 
organizations that are already doing things. For instance, Christian Neighbors. Mm-hmm. You can go over there and talk to them. They have so many programs going to help people, again, in this community primarily. Uh, so they have what they call uh, Coats for Kids. Well, the Knights of Columbus has what they call Coats for Kids. Right. So we put our, our money, our people, our time together so that it's a program that reaches out to a, to a wider range of people. Sure, sure. Um, so that's that's one of the, the things that we do. Uh-huh. You mentioned the Tootsie Roll Drive, which uh, the KSC likes to refer to that as the uh, Michigan Drive because they some people think we're selling Tootsie Rolls like the Girl Scouts sell cookies. Right. That's not what we're trying to do. <laughs> right. Tootsie Roll is saying thanks for coming by. Most people say, ah, oh, that's okay. I'm going to pass. Yeah, right. Uh, you're but, not buying the Tootsie Roll. No, um, no. You're uh, helping people. But the Tootsie Roll is just a way of saying thank you for your yes, donation. Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. The, the Tootsie Roll money, and we raise over, this year we raised over $5,000. Oh, wow. Um, some of that goes back to the national people, like I think it's ten. Fifteen percent. Uh-huh. Uh, all the rest of that goes to whatever local charity we want that helps people with mental disabilities. Okay. Uh, Special Olympics is one of our nationally biggest charities that we give to, as well as locally. So it's going. It's going to these Special Olympics people here in uh, in this Saugatuck, Douglas, Fenville area. Mm-hmm. Uh, also goes to ARC, which is an Allegan County. Uh, organization again charitable mental disabilities uh and who is the last one that i'm forgetting oh uh camp sunshine over in uh, holland oh yes. yeah yep. great great organization i mean we don't even think about the fact that some of these people they just feel really out of it and they they are kind of out of that that's what they're struggling with the family struggles so on sure. and so forth camp sunshine is there to uh, to help them so those are just a couple of examples. Yeah, yeah, those are a couple. Of, I'm reading here that you're, uh, uh, you collected over $15,000 for uh, the yeah. Ukraine relief. Uh, that, we had a gentleman on a couple weeks ago that did the talk over there at um, the uh, Sagatuck Brewing Company who – He's probably in Ukraine right now. He's probably in Ukraine now. Yeah. He, he, he just went over there just to see how he could help out. And he ended up finding a bunch of people. He's actually a teacher, and so they gave him a teaching job for a couple weeks. Hmm. At the Catholic University in There in Kiev. Sure. Huh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, was, it well, was very interesting. The, yeah. the, that particular uh, uh, event uh, is, is a testament to the value. The Knights of Columbus are an international organization, so these aren't just you know, uh, U.S. groups or councils. They have councils, we have councils over in Poland and Ukraine. Mm-hmm. So when this war broke out, uh, the KSC was like already in place to get to them. So they sent us notes. Uh, I wake up one morning, read my email, and they're saying, hey, Dennis, if you uh, put together a drive and collect money, we'll match you dollar for dollar. Right. So I went to our pastor, Father Fabio, and said, uh, uh, let's make an announcement after the three masses and see what kind of money we can get. We'll just stand outside the doors and uh, have our hand out. And uh, two, three weeks later, we had $15,000 that we had collected. It just, wow. it amazed me. I mean, usually yeah. if we do that kind of stuff and we get $1,000, I say, wow, we, we've right. succeeded. Yeah, sure, $15,000. Wow, wow. Um, that says a lot. Yeah, yeah. and so we, we sent that. They match it. And it, the two things, one was the fact that it was being matched. People mm-hmm. always love it when their sure. money's growing and right. they didn't have to do a whole lot. Right. Uh, the other thing, though, was we said this is going straight to... 
the Knights of Columbus councils in Ukraine and Poland to help the refugees there. Huh. I mean, all of a sudden you got people that are, you know, their house is being blown up and yeah, they're, right. you know, the husband went one way, the, uh-huh. you know, family's getting yeah. broken up, all sorts of problems. Mm-hmm. And the people who know best what they need are the people right Local, there on right. the spot. Right. And so that's where the money went. And that wow. was, that was just a, that was a home run. We don't, get many home runs <laughs> uh, um uh how big is your team you talk about home runs and uh, how, how many about how many people would you say are knights of the columbus of your post here our council has council. a little over a hundred. Oh like, wow like 103 that's that's a lot more than i thought well but you know it's if you talk to anybody with any charity that has a group like this Twenty uh, percent of the people are doing eighty percent of the work. You know? <laughs> oh yeah, any uh, nonprofit can tell you that. Yeah, so uh, we work real hard to try to say, look, I, you know, you're busy. I know that. Sure. Can you give me a few hours from your home and make phone calls? Can you? Right. So, but that's really my biggest challenge is to understand the members where they are in their life, what's their story, mm-hmm. and then what can they do to help us? Right. I mean, right. some people are in nursing homes and they can do little more than just pray for us. So thank you very much. And now, who can join the KFC? How, how, how would if somebody's listening and they thought, well, you know, this is something I'd like to help out with, or I want to be a part of, or I want to flip pancakes. Um, I mean, who can who can who can be a, a Knights of Columbus? Well, do you the, have to be Catholic? Yes, okay. it is a Catholic men's organization. So to formally be a member, uh-huh. uh, you have to attest to the fact that you are a Catholic man, uh-huh. and that's you, know, you support the principles of the church. Uh-huh. However. I have a whole collection of people I call the uh, Friends of the Knights. Right. Um, many, and like the Tootsie Roll Drive again, I'll go back to that. You'll notice the people standing on the corner are not all male. And right. I guarantee you, if you ask them, do you go to church, you're going to get all sorts of different answers. Uh, <laughs> and some of them are, you know, well, let's not go there. Yeah, uh, right. But it, it's not about what you are. It's about the people that you're trying to help. Right. And there are a lot of people that will gladly help. They don't want you to ask them what their beliefs are, this, that, and the other thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, though some people love to go down that street. Yeah. Uh, it, it's it's about people helping others in the community. Sure. I'm not I'm not Catholic, but I know on the east side of the state, I helped my friend with the Tootsie Rolls a couple times. Yeah. yeah. Uh, standing in the middle of Metro Parkway. <laughs> well, it, That's what we would stand out in the roads back then at the stoplights, yep. wait for the stoplight, and then... And then Hustle around all the cars, and and uh, I don't know if they do that now. Uh, are they out in the roads? We don't do that here, but it's because we got nice places like Demands where you can, that's right. You're covered, and and the people are generous coming out of the, the store. Store, yeah. Uh, why go anyplace else? <laughs> right, right. Um, uh, what are what are the what are the four principles of the Knights of Columbus? Uh, the the basic principles are charity, unity, and fraternity. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't think I need and to explain And patriotism, those. right? Patriotism is what we call the fourth degree. Right, okay. Uh, most of the people that are members of the Knights of Columbus are basic uh, members which uh, pay attention to the principles of charity, unity, and fraternity. Uh-huh. Uh, then there is another group that is interested in patriotism. And so you you can be part of both of those groups. You have to have been a basic member before you move on to that fourth degree. Okay. Uh, but they do more things helping like uh, oh, we'll have a, uh, uh, a drive where we ask people to bring in a certain type of donation like uh, new clothing, sweatshirts, uh, toothpaste, that kind of stuff. And then we take that down to, I think it's Battle Creek, where the uh, 
Veterans Association Hospital is. Okay. Uh, and we donate that stuff to them. Okay. Uh, so that's, that's, that's well. That's a nice. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. a nice thing to yeah. do. Uh, I mean, you you you've got a lot of people that are veterans or people that are patriotic and uh-huh. and. You know, sometimes we don't do a real good job of taking care of those people. That never enough. Given that's true. Country. It's never enough, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to put you on the spot. What is the Knights of Columbus motto? Do you know that? Oh, wow. <laughs> I've been doing my homework. Uh, <laughs> Tempus Fugit Memento Mori? Uh, that might be it. Um, <laughs> um, if that means in service to one, in service to all. Ah no, that's is, is what I is what I found here. It's the Knights of Columbus motto. You, did you go to kfc.org? That's at their website. Okay, correct. Yeah, I I, <laughs> I plead guilty. Uh, Tempus Fuji means time flies. Memento mori means uh, remember death. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Some other words like do what you can while you're here. There's another world to come. Um, in in the world of Knights of Columbus, you have a supreme knight. Yes. What is that? Uh, is, that, is that somebody that sings like Motown songs? Or? No. Oh, no. okay. No. Uh, <laughs> that's the top person, which... Um, oh, okay. Uh, the organization is fundamentally a uh, run by those people which are called the Supremes. Okay. Uh, and they are baby, the... Baby, <laughs> Well, whatever. We'll stay away from that. Okay. Uh, anyhow, they're the ones that sort of look over the whole organization. They are the ones that... Uh, when it came like to the uh, uh, Ukraine, that we're able to say, here, we'll give you money. We want you to do this. So uh-huh. it was a national right. thing. But from there, it goes down to state. Uh, so we have a, a Michigan state group that gives us uh, direction in terms of, again, all the people uh, in the Knights of Columbus are generally working on the kind of programs that you you know, see there, right, coats right. for kids, all that kind uh-huh. of stuff. Right. Um, so they support those programs. They give us posters. They give us press releases. They give us all sorts of things to support those programs. We have to choose which one or ones of those programs, and they have all sorts of kind of contest-type things mm-hmm. that are designed to get you to get more members and make sure you're balanced between faith, family, community, and life. Um, and there's also the insurance side. Um, so the state people are focused more on what you want to do in your state, and then you get down to districts and councils. Okay. So I'm what's called the Grand Knight. Oh, okay. So they're the Grand Knight of our council. That means uh-huh. I'm responsible for making sure we've got programs, making sure we're talking to people like you, right. all that kind of thing. Um, the Do you have special outfits that you wear? Um, no. I asked that, and I'm not being funny, because no, my dad was a Mason. Yeah. And when he passed away, I, 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 I'm, not, I'm making fun of it a little bit, but he, they all came in at his funeral. The whole, all of his brothers came in, uh, and they in these... Costumes and the apron and the whole, you know, uh, uh, ceremonial thing. Do you guys partake in that? A lot of these men's clubs do. Well, yeah, we do in two ways. One, we talked about the fourth degree. Fourth degree people have a particular uniform. Right. Uh, we're in a transition. It used to be a tuxedo, and quite often we still wear a tuxedo. Okay. We just had a member that passed away. He was a uh, parishioner at San Felipe out in uh, the Fenville, whatever uh, community the church is actually in. Mm-hmm. Uh, he passed away. 
uh, he was the first person, from, first man from that church that joined our council because they didn't have a council of their own. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, when you go to funerals today, it's sometimes really sad. There's you know not many people, uh, particularly if it's in a church. Some of the people don't know. You know, it's like they haven't been in church since they were baptized or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, his family and his wife, they were first of all very very active in the community, helping charities, helping people, all that kind of thing. Uh, it was just almost brought tears to your eye. His family and his his wife and. His sisters and brothers and stuff. The guy was my age, like 74 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, unbelievable, the family that was there and the outpouring of uh, support and so on and so forth. And we were there as the Knights, which he was one of those fourth-degree people. Uh, so we were there, and we stood by the uh, the casket, and we, you know, some of that ceremony is good. It's, yeah, like I you think say, so, you too. You go to a ceremony. I, I went to a wedding that really had a strong family of uh, Catholics. Right. Well, was, I was very really impressed. impressive that all the ceremony was the way I remember it when I was growing up and doing that. Yeah. 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 Our, our family was impressed when my dad passed away because he just didn't share a whole lot about his uh, uh, his work with the Masons. We, we right. didn't know about it. Right. And it, they, they really kept it. He really kept it to himself. The, uh, you know, you talked earlier about the, um, uh, we talked about the, uh, where did the Knights come from? Where, yeah. You know, how'd they right. get started? There's a period in our our country's history where there were a lot of those Masons and just, well, and some of them are still around, Eagles and all sorts of different names. Right. They were fraternal groups, and, and quite often they had different purposes and things. But there was a huge amount of that going on back in the late 1800s, early 1900s. Okay. Uh, some of it was very good, very benevolent, uh, very generous, and others were a little bit on the shady side. Right. Uh, some, and most of those uh, have faded away. Right. Uh, there aren't many still in existence. But right, th- right. There was a huge growth back then in that. It's kind of an interesting part of our history to uh-huh. Research, if you now, want. is there a female equivalent of the Knights of Columbus? Uh, yes, we uh, usually take the, the the wives that are you know the, the spouse of the member, uh-huh. uh, and they have their own things that they do. Okay, um, it, it's not a separate and. Uh, uh, Entity, yes, yeah, it's, like the daughters of, like my, uh, the Masons have the daughters of the whatever, and and uh, they have different groups. Uh, but but they, y- your wives also help. Oh yeah, with all uh, of the uh, activities <laughs> and all uh, that. When it comes to the uh, Tootsie Roll Drive, yeah, uh, strange as it may seem. Women and children attract more donations than men. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure of that, yeah. It doesn't care. You right. know, it's just it's the way, it's the way I, it is. I'm sure of that. Um, uh, uh, I want to talk about, you know, we're running out of time, but I want to make sure before we get into anything else that you guys are starting the Lenten Fish Fry here at Saint, it's at the St. Peter um, uh, Church here in Douglas. Is yes, that correct? the parish hall. The parish hall. Yes. And um, and not only is it fish, it's fried, baked, and fish tacos, yes. too. Oh, look at that. Yes. So I, I've, never, I've never had fish tacos at a Catholic fish fry. Uh, well. Very edgy. San Felipe is very much a Hispanic parish, so. Uh, oh, that's right. Guess who makes the tacos? <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, that makes no, sense. No, I, I like them. I and you can have it either with baked fish or uh, fried fish in your taco. Mm-hmm, so. mm-hmm. And that's, that'll be served with fries, coleslaw, beverage, and dessert for only $13. 
Yes. Um, that's, and uh, children under 12, $6. Uh, and uh, but uh, family max fifty. So if you've got a big family, and it might cost a little bit more than fifty, you stay at the fifty dollar level. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So if I have ten children, that'd be interesting. Guess, but yes, fifty dollars is all you have to pay. It would be interesting if I had any children, Dennis. <laughs> um, and that's at the St. Peter Catholic Church. They're uh, located on Blue Star. South of the bridge here in Douglas. You really can't miss it. You guys just have some renovations yes, there yes. to the church. I saw the parish there not too long ago. Um, I dropped off some wedding flowers and uh, the parish and your baptism and all that, your baptismal area. Um, that's all new. It looked yes, beautiful. That fountain's yes. gorgeous. Yes. Yeah. No, it's, uh, we're very proud of that. Uh, in fact, the, uh, with Lent coming up on Wednesday, Lent is one of those days when people from all different denominations are attracted to having ashes put on their forehead. Uh-huh. Uh, and the, the motto there, I'm not sure it's a motto or a prayer, you know, remember that you are dust and into dust you shall return. Right. Um, it's like, you know, you're going into Lent, okay? Lent is based on prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. Those are three good things to do. Those are things that come out of like the, the, uh, the KSC and all the other charities that we have. Right. Uh, it's amazing how many people show up that aren't members of St. Peter Parish, don't go to church any time other than Ash Wednesday, but there's some attraction. And it's not just in the churches. I used to uh, be active with uh, some, some of the uh, Rest Haven facilities. Oh, yeah. Unbelievable how many people show up and and some minister or whatever is administering ashes and here are these people lined up outside the door waiting to get ashes. Well, I think people get ash envy when they see others walking around with ashes. They're they're like, oh, I better get that, you know. (laughs) If it gets them to think about those things, whatever it takes. Right. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's... It's, it's a good entrance into some good things. Well, you're very supportive, uh, CJ. Now, CJ, how often do you go to church? Oh, not enough. I, well, I went to uh, Catholic grade school, Catholic high school, so I feel like I've done my time. But, okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so, uh, yeah, I was asking, you know, how one could become uh, a Knights of Columbus because, you know, Kimberly and I keep looking for, uh, for CJ for things to do. Oh, yeah, so. I need a job. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, the, the easiest way is to go to the computer and kofc, uh-huh. K-O-F-C dot org and just hit the enter button, and it'll take you off to more than you ever. I mean, you can just start floating around looking at uh, what we do, what's our mission, all of those kind of things. K-O-F-C dot org. Yes. And uh, we can learn more about Knights of Columbus. Yes. Um, uh, but again, the Friday night fish fries start this Friday. February 24th, and every Friday through the 31st of March, correct? Except Except the 17th. Except the 17th. Yeah, the 17th is uh, close to the Feast of St. Joseph, and we have a group that does what's called the St. Joseph Table. Uh So they take over that whole building for that. And that they're located uh, at on St. Peter's, uh, uh, or uh, at St. Peter's in Douglas, and that's on St. Peter Drive, right? Yes. Uh, Which is just south of uh, Blue Star, uh, the uh, uh, the bridge on Blue Star, 
uh, St. Peter Catholic Church. Um, I saw someone just messaged me. They wanted a reminder of uh, where it was. And um, that's in Douglas, Michigan. Again, fried, baked, and fish tacos. That, that's a first for that, me. Fish tacos. I'm, I'm like curious that. about yeah. that. Yeah, um, a lot of people. It's very popular. Oh, but yeah. some people look at it like, oh, I don't want to do tacos. And it's like, well, right. okay. And it's, it's 4 to 7 p.m. Um, and yes. Now, one of the things is we never know how many people are going to show up. Right. So it's not unusual for us to run out of fish okay. before, before the end. So I would so encourage you, you to come early. Okay, right. Um, you can either get a takeout or you can stay there, and, and we've got tables and all the other things. Uh-huh. Um, is it now? How many pieces of fish do I get? I think they give you two or three. Uh, if, if you're hungry, just say give me more. And if, if you want, we got a kids portion, so uh, oh, okay. Uh, you'll, you you should not go away hungry. Right. In right. fact, uh, this is a secret that only your uh, oh. uh, listeners are going to find out about. Uh-oh. We have come into a large supply of carrot cake. You know, they, you know the good Ooh. stuff you get at a restaurant where they bring out the cart and they say, here, well, they didn't make that in most cases. Uh-huh. They bought it from well, somebody in yeah. Chicago or something. Right, right. Well, we got to those people and got a whole bunch of it. Of carrot cake. Well, we, well we have carrot cake. We have uh, cheesecake. We have these. Oh, so fancy desserts. Yeah, and, and these are, I, I'm trying to figure, I'm going to be cutting them up and I've got to figure out how big a portion of Right. Uh, <laughs> Some people may come in just for the uh, cheesecake. Oh, wow. Like, keep the fish. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> So that includes dessert and beverage, um, fries and coleslaw. Again, February 24th, March 3rd, March 10th, March 24th, March 31st, 4 to 7 p.m. at St. Peter Church here yes. in Douglas. Yes, very thank good. you. Thank you well, very much. Hey, thanks for coming on the show, Dennis. Enjoy it. I learned a lot more about Knights of Columbus than I ever thought I would. And I think you guys are awesome. You, you, Great organization. Thank you for everything that you do. Thank you. Thank you. We appreciate that. Yeah. And, uh, and thank you for listening. Hey, don't go anywhere. Stick with us. Grab another cup of coffee. I saw James Brandis just walked in here. He ran down the street. I saw him I was going to get all my pictures that are in my bedroom because I have some of his artwork out there and I, last night and I was going to put it up around here you know and I saw it, him looking he was looking yeah yeah he, he is looking around um, he's in, we're going to talk with him so I'm excited about that then after him he'll, we'll have Fred Boltman from uh, the second line Sagatuck second line to talk about the uh, Mardi Gras pub crawl that's right which is uh, coming up this Tuesday we'll be right back you're listening to Sagatuck on Sunday on 92.7 The Van and 92.7 The Van.com we'll be right back Oh, we're on. Oh, we're on. <laughs> <laughs> well, Welcome back, everybody. Um, ooh, ooh. We were listening to Saga Tuck on Sunday. CJ's a little bit. We, we didn't get the happened? music. I know. We didn't get the well, music here we go. going. Oh, there we go. Let's get it done right. We've got we've got a really good uh, really good guy here um, that I'm super excited to have on the show. Um, I've been a fan yeah, of his I, for a I long so. time, and. Uh, why don't you get that disco ball down? Okay, hold on, hold on. We because, got things going on. Right, we, you do. CJ's, there we go. Drop that disco ball because this is one of my favorite artists of all time. We, we're talking about it. He really turned me on to Impressionism because I never was a big fan of Impressionism until I started buying a few pieces of James Brandis. Well, it's the first piece of art we bought for our house. Is it's it? a print a print of uh, one of the along the river one of, one one of the pictures. Of the pretty famous. I think the originals in the uh, in Phil's. 
Oh. He saw it in Phil's, and he said, we love that. And he said, well, let's get a print of that. Uh-huh. Welcome to the show, James. Thank you very much. It's an honor to be here. <laughs> it's an and honor to have you. On a Sunday morning to be in your beautiful front room. Do you here. like it here? Oh, I love it. It's uh, a do, nice view of the area. Well, we're overlooking Butler Street, the main street of Saugatuck. It's uh-huh. got these beautiful, rounded uh, windows. Uh, yeah. I can see... East and I can see south and uh-huh. it's bright and yeah. uh, just a pleasure to be here. Wonderful coffee. Thank you. And uh, s- I made muffins too. Yeah. <laughs> I, I baked this morning. Yes, I did make these um, uh, uh, lemon poppy seed. Uh, so I was busy this morning uh, baking. I got up about four a.m. You should get up about four in the morning on Sundays. Uh, I, I, may I ask a question? Yeah. How long have you been doing this? This is a um, about setup. three years now. Um, we're in our third year right now. Yeah. And uh, uh, I, I started uh, doing commercials and voiceover for commercials for Saugatuck area with Brent Allen. And, uh, and uh, they approached me a few years ago and asked if I'd like to do a show. That was the time that I had bought in Del Sol, and I had the store uh, Del Sol from Mike Carey, and I was still running that. And I really didn't have time to do radio. And it was uh, uh, 2019, 20, um, uh, when uh, we revisited the idea to do the show, and uh, we've been doing it ever since, every Sunday. Well, yeah. if I should have brought my paints because if I do your portrait, it should be right here. <laughs> you you sitting in front of this diagonal window with the vintage uh, chandelier lamp, yeah. uh, lamp and uh, this. That was my mom's. Yeah, my mom gave it to me. <laughs> it, it is a nice little setup, and just with the Christmas lights on and stuff, it's really and the sun coming up over the hill. It's really nice to view from here. And I can always open the window, and I can I can uh, hassle all the locals. I'll see Mike from Wine Cellars uh, back when he used to gossip with Con when Con was around, and I'd, I'd, I'd open up the windows and break it up, girls, and because uh, <laughs> uh, they'd sit and you know gossip with each other about the new stuff and d- different things going on in town. Enough about them. Enough about me. We're here for you. Oh, you okay. had. Can I just say one thing? Okay. First? All right. So I, I've heard that the bookstore is going into where Con's was. That's um, right. And. How nice for Saga Talk. How I know. How wonderful. What a great story. Um, uh, because uh, that, there was a new owner, a new person that built that or that bought the um, old hardware store, and they wanted to use her space. And she was such a great part of that area. We're really going to miss having her next door to the flower shop, Gene and I, and the guys at the Butler Pantry. Um, we there was a nice chemistry we had there, um, and in a great store too. So yeah, she'll be she'll be moving uh, uh, next month. She'll be spending the whole month of uh, March to uh, settle into her new spot over there, um, which I think is a great place for it. I mean, oh, yeah. art and books go hand in yeah. hand. I, I think it's great for Saugatuck because it it conveys a little what we were talking about the mm-hmm. other day of just a small businessy. Entrepreneur, I'm not pronouncing it right. Uh-huh. Nature of Sagatok. Right, right. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm very happy for a new neighbor. Right, so right. Well, good for you. Good, good for that. Um, now, you mm. moved here back in 1987. Is that correct? Around 87. Well, I, at first, I, I was still living in Chicago, but um, I was a student and I got a job at Oxbow. So I, I, I lived and worked 
at Oxbow uh, across you, the river. Um, you lived in one of those um, uh, shacks there that they have? The yeah, I, I don't know if shack is well, right. I, I mean, call them cabins. Okay. Small dwellings. Right. <laughs> They're so cool. Uh, because, I mean, every uh, they have them all painted funky and all that. Sure. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. And, and you, lived in, you lived in one of those, right? Yeah, for oh. approximately six summers. Oh, wow. Um, so I, I started my studio in uh, 94 above um, the old Butler Pantry. So right. Butler Pantry used to be south on Butler Street. Right. And it was a two-story atrium building owned by a, na- uh, a man named Fred Hellman. Okay. Who uh, he ran a deli upstairs, uh-huh. and he was well known in the community. And um, he, he was older when I met him, which means he was probably about as old as I am now. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, he painted in his uh, spare time, and oh. and the uh, Button Gallery, which used to be on Center Street, um, very near the lake, right. Uh, owned by a man named Arthur Fredericks, yes. was giving him an exhibit of his paintings in uh, October. Uh, I'm going to say it was late October. It was uh-huh. a special exhibit for this uh, well-known local business owner who everyone liked, and they were showing his paintings. Anyway, I went to that exhibit, and yeah. I met him, and he was very outgoing, very kind, very nice, and he says... You know, I, I own the building uh, downtown, and I have space upstairs if you would like to use it as a studio. And at the time, the previous winter, I had spent the winter here, and I was using the paper studio at Oxbow as a studio, which is not heated and not insulated. Oh, golly. And I, that was really a, a nice offer and I went and looked at the space and it was the upper far corner of that building which at the time again was an atrium building so there was a wood banister and a beautiful sculpture up there and it was open and it was airy and when I met him there he goes the the one catch he didn't say catch but you have to leave the doors open so that the heat circulates oh sure and there was a business up there called Annabeat, then Shanabeat, it became Shanabeat. It was a bead store oh. and uh, very popular, which uh-huh. meant that people walked upstairs and there were maybe, – maybe there was something else up there. But mm-hmm. um, the reason he always had empty spaces upstairs is because it's just a difficult spot right. for retail. People right. don't like to walk upstairs even right. though there was an elevator. At the time, uh-huh. the only elevator in town, and people would actually come just to ride the elevator ah. <laughs> on this two-story building. Right. But um, And so I almost said no. I just could not imagine the idea of people walking into my studio. Right. I just felt, this is not appropriate. This is yeah. not going to work. And also, in it was a long rectangular space with bay window. at the That building Ooh. had bay windows. And, yeah. Um, so not unlike this situation we're in right, right now, I really love these type of windows, yeah, let the light in, offer all sorts of painting situations sure. uh, with the light. And um, he, had, he was an art collector, and he had uh, paintings from his collection in the front part of the space 
Which he was also, every one of them had a price tag, <laughs> many of them. So it was just odd, and I was very close to saying no. But then, I don't know, end of November, I decided to take, uh, to go ahead. It was uh-huh. $150 a month. It was warm, and he was always sending sandwiches over. Oh, well. <laughs> from his uh, deli. Yeah. And I was like, well, it, it was. Food and heat, yeah. Right. Um, and so you went from a starving artist to a fed artist. Oh my gosh, I went up to about 350 pounds in like a, a month. And um, the uh, the other thing is uh, where I was living, I, I was renting a, a little uh, cabin, and uh, the lady had these old leggy geraniums on her back porch. Uh-huh. And this happened about the same time, and she said, uh, James, I'm not going to bring these in this year would you like them uh-huh. and so i put them in those bay windows and those were my very first studio paintings and they they loved the bay they started blooming they were these um tangerine and peach colored blossoms Ooh. and uh those were those leggy geraniums were my first painting so I, I forgot. it's hard to find that color in a flower i know that with flowers that 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 tangerine that peach color it's hard to find a flower that's that that peach color gene and i always struggle with that because we get a lot of requests for peach flowers but uh, it, it that is a rare color for flowers um, um so now how long were you there how long were you up above um the old uh butler pantry so, so i moved in there in the late fall late november of 93 uh-huh. and i had to, in the spring of 94 no, no. Uh, let's see. I, I moved in there in the late winter of 92, uh-huh. and in the spring of 93, he rented that space to a salad dressing shop, um, and I had to move out. A salad I, dressing b- because shop? Because w- when, um, when I moved in and started using it as a studio, uh-huh. I, was, I was very rude to people. I, I'd make it clear they were in my studio. Oh, yeah. I did not want to talk. I was not uh, interested. Right? <laughs> and, well, uh, I mean, you were there to, uh, to, to, to create. You don't want to be interrupted. I'm sure of that. Yeah. And uh, by the time I had to move out, I was warming to the idea because people, you know, were appreciative of the work. They were wanting to purchase things. Right. And, um, so I, w- I was not happy, but I, I moved out, and I, I, I lived and worked that summer at Oxbow. And once again, that obviously, on the second floor up there, a salad shop, a dressing shop didn't make it. They were out of business uh, salad, by the fall. Salad dressing shop. So, so that off my list. I mean, that kind of that had to have been depressing, though. <laughs> you were replaced with salad dressing. <laughs> I never looked at it that way. Right, but, right. Um, I guess I will now. Thanks a lot. <laughs> oh, hey, um, now, so what? This building that you're in now. When did you find that? And how did you get? How did you get to that point? So I, I moved in there. So I moved. I signed a lease in the um, uh, fall of '93, and the official start of my business was the spring of '94. Okay. And I was there until the year 2000 when I 
moved into the old post office building right. on the main street here in town. Uh-huh. And that's uh, the old post office building. Um, and that was the original post office before it was moved over here? or Co- Correct. So uh-huh. it was from um, 1927 to 1975, it was the town's post office. Oh, okay. And um, I've kept all the fixtures, all the, you know, people, um, not as much anymore, but for the first 10 years I was there, people would come in, find their post office box. They knew the combination um, a, lo- a lot of history in that building so the the building that's uh, um, if you face the old post office building uh, to the left which is the south uh, which is now Glicks right. and used to be part of Ostings right. that building wasn't there and the mail trucks would pull in there and pull around behind the old post office building. There's a courtyard back there. Oh. Now, but that was where the um, trucks pulled in, and they unloaded the mail and so forth. Right. And w- one of the issues for the post office is that there wasn't parking. Oh. So that's why they moved uh, where they are now. There's a parking lot right. a- and so forth. And um, from 1975 to the year 2000, it was a shop called the Old Post Office Shop, which, again, not quite as much in the last couple of years, but for years and years and years, people come in and say, A, what happened to the Old Post Office Shop, or B, didn't this used to be the Old Post Office <laughs> Shop, which was really known for its cards and its its funny items and its stickers. A lot of people. I used to come here as a kid, and we'd get stickers. And Bill Gallagher. Yeah. Well, was it, it, was he- it was started by a man named um, uh, Chuck. Uh, uh, his little dog Coco. I'll think of his last name in a second. Uh, sure. Chuck Parrott. Okay. And and uh, he ran it for with his wife. They re. They redid it, and it was a very popular store uh, for right. 25 years. Right. Uh, Chuck retired in, I want to say, 94, okay. and Bill Galgan uh, took it over uh, with his partner, um, Kathleen uh, McMahon, Kath, Kathy. Okay. And um, they ran it until um, I, I bought the building in the year 2000. Oh, Okay. Okay. So you bought the building in 2000. You were, I mean, you were awfully young back then. You had to have been, and I'm guessing, you had to have been in your late 20s maybe um, at that time. So you were pretty young. In, in, I don't think I was ever real young. But I, <laughs> I want to But talk. I mean, you know, that's pretty young to start a business. Um, and so – you you get this building and um, and uh, you start filling it with all this artwork. But, that had to have been something. But the the business that started six years b- before that. So oh, that's right. Um, and I really to this day I I've um, in being in Saugatuck, one thing has led to the next, and. Um, it's it's been very blessed in in that way. I do still think back to being above the butler pantry because I I loved that atrium space and yeah. I, I loved those bay windows and right. I loved the light that came in in the early afternoon to the late afternoon to the right. evening. So those windows were wonderful painting windows uh, for for me. They right. uh, they sure. they faced west. Um, 
and I really loved it up there. What what happened in that building is um, uh, Fred Fritz, they called him, uh, passed away, uh-huh. and the building was eventually sold, and it, it became uh, condoized. Right. And I, I couldn't, uh, I wasn't able to work it out. I wanted to buy the entire second floor oh. and, and have my whole operation oh, that would have been up, cool. up there. Yeah. Um, but I, I wasn't able to work that out. Um, and um, Bill um, uh, Bill Galligan, who owned the old post office, his mom was alive at the time, and, and he really cared for her. And uh-huh. he, he, uh, she was getting older, and, and he uh, wanted to run a smaller operation. So the the space they were in was a little a lot for them to manage. So um, it it. it it wasn't the way I would have planned things, but sometimes in life we sort of follow. We open, go through doors that are open, mm-hmm. if if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, whereas, in retrospect, I I maybe would have even tried harder to open another door, but that's uh-huh. just part of getting old. Sure. Right. Dur. And it's right. probably so. Now you have people coming in and out. Do you like that more now than you did in the beginning? Because Saugatuck's fat. Uh, we, go, we come in your place a lot. We always come in. It's either the post uh, postcards or right. the, when we have the street walk sale or the kit, the stuff you gave away to the kids. The kids' the little art kits. Yeah, oh, those were cool. When yeah. you get those little art kits for yeah. the kids, that was really we neat. We gave about 180 of those. Yeah. Really? Uh, yeah, we gave out That was so neat few. during COVID, yeah. 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 And people could come up, and you were giving them away. And people could come up and, and get a little... Pro, uh, All little, kinds of... You always, had your whole little... Always a neat store. So yeah. how do you deal with customers in your older age now? Uh, <laughs> let me say, when, doesn't that seem so long ago now, that that whole... It does. I, I mean, I remember how... You know, first we had to keep the door closed, then, you know, locked with a chair in front of you. Right. You know, it just... It seems like it was 10 years ago. 10 years yeah. ago. And, like, and all these... Um, Online tutorials, you right. know, right. Let, let's do watercolor online. It's like, I just cringe at the thought of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, 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 it's so long ago. Yeah. But in mm-hmm. response to your question, uh, so for instance, this weekend we've got hot uh, cocoa and uh, hot chocolate and uh, donuts and mm-hmm. cookies. It's President's Day weekend. Uh, every year for uh, 28 years, uh, we've had. Uh, an exhibit, James Brandis Studios and right. Gallery has had a uh, President's Day weekend right. exhibit, and and it's wonderful that uh, you know people will drive from Chicago in bad weather, yeah, to to come to this event, yeah, to it. Uh, they some people will tell me. I used to come here with my parents, and <laughs> and now they're bringing their kids, yeah. you know. And to me, it, it feels like just yesterday. Yeah. So, so uh, it's really humbling. Yeah. Um, yeah. To 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 have that uh, privilege. W- what is um, different, somewhat in this situation, is that the upstairs had that built-in painting situation. Right. So the building I'm in now faces west, and for years and years I did paint in the front of the right. B- but instead of having this um, lit backdrop caused by natural light, it would involve uh, painting a wall, and b- b- because it gets the early morning light, but 
Yeah, and um, then it's gone. And so it it was really a, a, a unique painting situation up there as well. Uh-huh. So one, I'll, I'll do portraits. Like if if I don't do your portrait right here, sitting in front of your window with your right. vintage lamp and uh, <laughs> interesting microphone, um, it will be in the front room of the old post office shop. Yeah. Which, when you look through the window, you can see you'll see the paint on the cabinets and on the old right. maple floor, which is the original uh, post office floor. Yeah, yeah. And just a comment on how they used to make post office i mean the materials are marble and brass oh, and yeah. solid wood and right. everything weighs a ton and yeah so uh one, one day uh when the uh, post office building is uh, cared for by another business owner mm-hmm. it will include all the, i i've kept i mean i had so many requests from people to buy the um the old Counters, the old, uh, old oh, sure. counters with yeah. the brass right. windows that say uh, stamps and uh, special delivery and, and so right. forth on them, and and the post office boxes and the old schoolhouse lights. Oh, how so cool! So w- what I've done is kept everything intact, so right. it'll uh, it, it'll be passed through that right. way in, right. intact as right. well, which um, is something I, I feel good about. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, but the building's not for sale. I didn't mean uh, yeah, you're right. Exactly. <laughs> um, if you just come out with some new work, I see you do a lot of. It's, is it called plain air? Uh, is that what it's called? When when because you paint on location a lot. I saw you over the winter at Oval Beach, freezing cold, <laughs> and you're out there painting the beautiful painting that I shared on our Facebook page, and you just released that at midnight on Friday. Yes. Online. Yeah. And then you have a group of paintings that you've been working on that were just released just for this weekend, right? Correct. Uh-huh. And, um, and, but not just paintings. Um, uh, you take these paintings and, and you do a lot of different things. We can buy prints. Yep. Um, there's also another type of print, um, and I don't, I, I don't know the word. Glycy or? G-clay. G clay, yes. okay, and and what is that? That's um, that's more than just a print. You've got texture in that, and and um, and uh, that must be quite a process to create those, right? It is. So uh-huh. the it it starts with, with an original painting, uh-huh. and a photographer uh, will photograph the painting in sections and. Um, merge it together and uh, create a uh, very large digital file. And uh-huh. the, the purpose of having a very large digital file is to, um, when I make a reproduction, to have as much detail, to be as true to the original painting as possible. Right. So a lot of people don't understand when we look at a book of an art book say or we look in a magazine the color that is presented there is not necessarily the the color of the original right. artwork and there oftentimes is a loss of detail so 
you know, for me, after I see an art exhibit, you know, having just seen the Van Gogh exhibit, yeah, I have very little interest in those books because if I look at those paintings and they're fresh in my mind, and I pick up one of their books, it's they they pale in detail. Sure. And color. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Um, which is not to say they're not useful tools, um, in for various reasons, uh, other than uh, accurately conveying the painting. But right. if I'm uh, selling you a reproduction of my painting, I want it to be as true to the original right. as possible. Right. So uh, several things will make that re- reproduction true. Uh, the attention to detail, conveying the brush stroke and the texture of the painting, and the color. And I'm really a stickler on color. Right. Oh, um, yeah. I, any, quite obvious in your work. You're very good with color. Oh, thank you. But any artist who has made uh, reproductions of a work will tell you it is always a fight for red. Uh, the uh, printing processes available, the common printing processes, will turn red to brown or orange. Um, and it, it, it really is uh, a struggle for red. So... Uh, Getting back to your question, so we photograph, we process it. Am I uh-huh. running out of time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got a few minutes. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> All right. So we could talk forever. The yeah, uh, I know. <laughs> the tricky part, what takes the longest time, uh, is uh, making sure what comes out of the printer matches the color. Right. Uh, and it's always a fight. It's always a battle because so many things affect that. Right. Um, so. My printers, I have. It, they have. Uh, it's an acid-free uh, ink, but it has a red cartridge, and they've upgraded. I mean, I'm fighting to keep these printers alive. They've upgraded right. printers and so forth. Oh right. But they don't have that red cartridge. They're going to give me brown or orange, uh, no matter what I do, unless yeah. I find just the right paper and, and yeah. approximate it. But the fight for red is is. Um, is one of the battles, and I've talked your ear off all morning. Thank you so much <laughs> for letting me be here. I mean, I feel like we could talk a lot more, and um, and I'm anxious to stop in the store and get some hot chocolate today. You're open today, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, 10 till 5. 10 till 5, and the gallery stroll continues. Check out James Brandis. He's located at 238 Butler Street here in beautiful downtown Saugatuck, or give him a call, 269-857-1937. And, of course, you can go to his website at jamesbrandis.com. They do framing. You can find a picture. I've done that a couple times where you find the picture that you want. You can find the frame that I'm, you want. I'm looking forward to seeing your face on the wall, all the little faces. Little faces <laughs> Gregory. Maybe, yeah. maybe we'll do that. Maybe, maybe one of these days. I don't know. We'll see. Um, uh, uh, I'm not a big fan of my picture. So, um, but, uh, but maybe, someday, maybe someday we'll do that, James. Um, yeah, I, I'll have to have you come here and paint it, like you said, one of these things. I'll I, I will look forward to that, and thank you very much. Thanks Excellent. for coming on the show, James Brandis, and um, and uh, you're listening to Saga Tuck on Sunday. I, I just feel like I want to keep him here, don't Absolutely. you? Yeah, right? well, we'll have to go store and visit. But, but, but we've got Fred in the background. And Fred Boltman, and um, and uh, this is a hard act to follow here, Fred. You know that, right? <laughs> with uh, with Great Lakes Brass and Saugatuck Second Line, we're going to have the Mardi Gras parade, uh, Mardi Gras pub crawl. Thank you. And and he's on. He's got a suitcase full of stuff over there. I see. And uh, you're listening to Saugatuck on Sunday. Stick with us. We'll be right back after these messages. Catch that 
Okay, now that's how we're supposed to lead in. Yeah. <laughs> You're listening to Saga Tech on Sunday on 92.7 The Fan. This is Gregory Muncy, and uh, CJ Badrack, my sound guy, has actually become my co-host. I do that to you once in a Every while. Every once in a while. Put you in the hot seat there. And uh, it's uh, been a pleasure. We were just talking to James Brandis from Brandis Studio, uh, a, a wonderful artist. I feel like he could have been here a lot longer. He has a lot of history about the buildings around here in town, doesn't he? I didn't know that that was the old post office. Did you? I, I, knew, I knew that was there. It I didn't makes know, sense. I didn't know that was a store. But now I, it makes sense. Yeah. Now every time I go in there, I'm going to be thinking about that. And, uh, of course, the gallery stroll is still on all weekend long. There's always fun things to do around town. This is uh, actually um, coming up is the Saugatuck second line. Let's get that disco ball down because look who we've got. We've got the tuba. Play- is it a tuba that you play? A sousaphone, technically, but tuba, sousaphone. Sousaphone. A player like from the uh, uh, the Great Lakes Brass Band, and uh, uh, that is uh, Fred Boltman, also of the Red Horse Center for Collaborative Leadership. Welcome, welcome good, to the show. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Welcome to the show, Fred. Um, uh, we're of course we're all excited. Um, it, it, first of all, I want to thank you for bringing Mardi Gras back to the Saugatuck Douglas area. Um, we used to have a big parade in uh, Douglas years ago, um, and it was well attended for many years. Um, and then the last couple of years, it just kind of, you know, didn't kind you, of faded. Didn't you try a bus thing of, of some sort for a year with Sadaba? That's right. Yeah, we did an interurban Mardi Gras uh, bus uh, pub crawl type thing where we had loop a continuous loop. Um, that went on and on and on. And, but I've seen this latest uh, incarnation. I like it a little bit better. I like. I have to say, I like it a lot better. Yeah. Um, uh, 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 they started uh, the second Sagatuck second line. Uh, started the Mardi Gras pub crawl, um, and this was uh, your little invention, Fred. Or uh, yes, oh, in on. collaboration with Matt and Amy over at the Southerner, uh-huh. and it was a 2020 uh, idea. So we uh, had our first Sagatuck second line in. I think it was late, like February 27th or so. I can't remember when that Fat Tuesday was. But okay. So 2020, it, just weeks before the world shut down. Oh. Not I, knowing what was coming. I we thought were, it was going on longer than that for some no. reason. I, I, yeah. yeah and in fact, that was uh, also the birth of Great Lakes Brass. So we had, I'd been trying to create this idea, and I, I have thoughts on what you're talking about in terms of previous Mardi Gras and how this came back because – I'm pleased that it's coming back through sort of brass band culture, second sure. line culture, because that's really what brings community in. Second line is a parade where the people join in. So right. the, the band and the guest of honor are the first line, and then everybody that, that flows in behind um, is the second line. And so that's very community-born, community-driven. And so um, to me, it's it's fun to see that coming here. And even in this even though in this region we have to do a little explaining sometimes about what a second line is, and right, and um, yeah, I don't but, even know. But it's what a, a fun invitation. That's yeah. what it is. It's a walking parade with the crowd making up the the whole second half of the parade. Okay, boy, did we have fun at that last year? I yeah. have video of it, yeah. and uh, and and my friends uh, uh, Michelle and a bunch of the girls were out there uh, being acting as fools. Um, I was able to run at the uh, Mill Pond Realty. As you guys went around the corner, and I grabbed a box of um, punch keys and oh. <laughs> started handing them out to everybody. Yeah. Um, such a fun time, and, and it really is a grassroots type of thing. Um, now, 
I want to get into the event a little bit further, but I know that this is a benefit, right? Um, This is a benefit for, um, and I'm seeing for the Red Horse Center for Collaborative Leadership. Tell me a little bit about that because we have, um, I I know a little bit. I've had you on the show before, but for folks that are listening, I know that um, we've had our co-host. She goes there a lot. Uh, She's been our co-host a couple times. Jennifer. For Jennifer Ludwig. Um, And so she shares a lot of pictures about Red Horse. I really don't know a lot about Red Horse. Tell us a little bit about it. And, and Jen's a great team member. Uh, we have a great crew of volunteers that help uh, care for the horses and the herd. And what we do is both personal and professional development, mental health services, um, collaborating with and co-facilitating with horses. So mm-hmm. anything from uh, – and, and we started out Red Horse as a nonprofit that was focusing on uh, professional development and wellness, helping other nonprofit organizations, leadership, et cetera, figure out how, you know, learn how to work better together, learn how to um, strengthen their efforts and, and uh, as they pursue their mission. All the while, uh, ULA's private practice, my wife and co-founder of Red Horse, uh, Sundance Center was providing equine-assisted mental health and therapy. So that, uh, those were happening in parallel, and we've, we've merged them together where all of that's happening through Red Horse. So uh-huh. what we're raising money for in this particular event, this is the first year we've you know, it's gathering a little steam, the second line. So right. we have sponsors and parade stops kind of joining in the effort as right. a real uh, community deal. And so that allowed us the opportunity to make this a fundraiser. And the specific program we're supporting uh, is helping in the in the wake of a, a really difficult tragedy that happened in Fenville and Pullman community. Right. There was murder-suicide, mm-hmm. and a family of four was lost to the community. Mm-hmm. And... Um, we were had engaged with the schools about six months prior, and so we were uh, grateful to be there and support and be part of their crisis response team. And what we're doing in response is providing community support groups and grief counseling for anybody connected to that in any way, whether that be students, friends, family, adults, faculty, staff. Mm-hmm. And we're trying to fund that through the remainder of 2023 because following um, trauma like that, it's the... It's the months beyond that can sometimes be uh, a little quiet sure. uh, once the intensity of it fades. So we want to really be for them. The support groups have already started. The sponsorship and funding has already started, and we just want to continue that all all year and, and mm-hmm. help that those members of our community. Mm-hmm. Um, this a lot of things that you do are you know you you kind of operate Red Horse just through basically donations, right? And fees for services, so um, a combination. And Uh we try to, part of our approach to making sure there's equitable access to the services is having um, funding as a nonprofit to be able to offer that at no cost or low cost um, when that's helpful. And also, especially, uh, we do, you know, team building, team development, uh, professional retreats for companies and organizations so a lot of times they're coming in at full fare and that helps us provide the other services uh, like in this instance uh, where we reached out to or Fenville um, public schools reached out to us we were able to say come out we're, we'll figure out funding later but, right right you know, right come right. out and let's um, provide you know and providing a safe space for people to to do um, work on themselves whether that be healing or or something else uh-huh. um more you know 
you can you don't need a crisis to come in and gain access from this sort of work. Right. Right. Um, um, where but, is Red Horse located? Where are you guys? We are in uh, Ganges Township mm-hmm. for the locals, Fenville otherwise. So we're over yep. by Fen Valley Winery on 122nd. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's just down from Fen Valley. I'm always wondering which which, which one is yours. There, there, uh, yep. You know, when I drive out there, there's lots of horse farms and stuff like that. Yeah, so we um, have the Red um, Pavilion and a little retreat building yeah. north of, uh, off of 122nd. Quite a big operation, um, but it, you guys get through with the volunteers, right? That that's what absolutely we I have. Mean, uh, I, it just can't be you and Ula, right? No, <laughs> I mean, no, that's got to uh, be a lot of work. How many horses do you guys have? Uh, there are seven horses on seven all together. Yeah, wow, wow. And it does take a lot of work, and we, um, you know, it's been growing. We also started Red Horse in uh, 2020, right about the same time. Uh-huh. Uh, so it was a very interesting process going through the pandemic, but. Right. Um, we've been operating there since 2007, and okay. so we've always had a nice crew of volunteers, um, and we're really grateful for them. Uh, not only is it helpful with all the farm work and keeping up, but our herd is very socialized and love people, right. and they're, we work a lot with them at liberty, uh, meaning that they're free to move about, and they have choice, the human and the horse have choice, mm-hmm. and having a great crew of volunteers, so they have regular contact and a bunch of pals is really is really good for everybody. Do you guys go horseback riding? Oh, we do. Do you? Yeah, it's not part of the services we offer, right. but we do enjoy riding. But you yeah. and you and Ola do, right? Yeah. Oh, how fun. Um, and um, uh, I used to have friends that had horse farms, and, you know, that that's, I would I would go on horse rides with them. Um, learned how to ride a horse and yeah um but uh but uh that sounds like fun now you're also um some of the proceeds uh you're supporting you're fundraising for red horse but i'm seeing that you're also fundraising for operation hope for alec and youth yeah so that was yeah. sort of a or that is sort of a collaboration we're we're um we're friends with April and the crew over there. Yeah, um, April's going to be on the show next week oh, for, awesome. uh, for her St. Patty's Day pub crawl. Yeah, um, boy, we like our pub crawls, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> well, that was our that was our code for like, how are we going to help people understand what a second line is? Mardi Gras pub crawl, right? Midwesterners understand. Now we get it. We're yeah. going from this bar to that bar and then the other one. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, but so what we did was collaborate yeah. on sort of help promoting this. Uh, Operation Hope, who um, I won't get their mission necessarily as right as they would, but they're right. supporting youth in Allegan County. Uh-huh. And a big part of this um, community support group program is the youth in Allegan County. So they were on as an early supporter, and we just sort of partnered with um, promoting and, and sharing information about um, this event. So right. they're uh, supporting this and helping make sure we bring in funds to support uh, the youth. Oh, very good. Um, tell us a little bit about um, uh, Great Lakes Brass. Um, uh, uh, that makes up, uh, I know you've got, you know, we called it a tuba. What, what do you call it again? A sousaphone. Sousaphone. So the sousaphone that is. That sounds like something from a doctor. version. It sounds like something from a Dr. Seuss book. Yeah, it's a you Dr. Know, Dr. Sousaphone. The, the Dr. sousaphone, Dr. you know. But uh, it's a really unique instrument. So it's basically a tuba that is built in a different way and it wraps around the player. So okay. It, it rests on my shoulder and it's a circular frame that i'm inside of and walking with it where a tuba the coils um similarly pitched and played but the coils are within itself so it's in front of the player and you're holding it okay so it's um 
there's a whole long history there I won't go into, but <laughs> sousaphone was built for a different purpose, but it became, oh, this is an excellent marching horn, so it became really prevalent in street bands and uh-huh. marching bands, et cetera. And, and so, and the rest of the, uh, so the, it's an all brass band? Or? So, yeah, brass band as a term comes from uh-huh. uh, two places, so, uh, and really New Orleans is this great blended culture, and one of the things we committed to was uh, uh, exploring, understanding, listening to the stories, listening to the history of this music. And it comes from this multicultural combination of music, which is really from the birth of jazz and the birth of American music in a lot of ways, Uh which is combining the Afro-Cuban, Afro-Caribbean music that was played um, and and brought together in Congo Square publicly, the only place they could do it. Um, And then as these cultures merged including spanish and french and uh english the brass instrumentation um of those brass bands so you might there's used in a couple different ways you'll hear british bass brass band and you're thinking drumline and and horns but a different style of music right in new orleans brass band culture is the walking version of these bands that includes basically sousaphone trumpet saxophone drums you'll have a bass drum and a snare drum and everything's walking right um and then there's singing or not and that's born out of a more traditional jazz setting where another version of this style of music would have um banjo and clarinet oh and those were kind of replaced with marching drums and sousaphone right um Versus tuba. So, anyways, huh. but so it's, it's interesting. That's what yeah. it's called. It's brass music. It's, it's like it's not so, Zydeco. Zydeco's got right. More, yeah. Okay. Right. So, okay. and you know, and that's another it's sort of a point of education where, if, yeah, if you said brass band in New Orleans, there's an understanding of what it is because they're out every Sunday, almost every day in right. carnival season. So, um, you on Frenchman Street, you'll bands will just walk up to a corner and start playing. Right. Um, and that's usually some version of instrumentation. Sometimes they'll have five trombones and a couple trumpets. Some, it's very loose um, uh-huh. and communal in a way because the arrangements are loose too. It's it's there's a lot of uh, communication on the spot in terms of we're going to call a song. People know the song, but who we have that day and what's going on and where, who's playing the melody and who's got the next solo and how are we ending this? Yeah. All of that's kind of live and in the moment mm-hmm. in, a, in a lot mm-hmm. of different ways. While walking down the street. Mm-hmm. While walking down the street. And sometimes we circle up. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 So we play stage sets as well. And we do a lot of roaming. Mm-hmm. We've played for a couple of different um, uh, cities like Fenville and Petoskey where, you know, hired during a, a holiday event and yeah. kind of move about the town or play in the park. Right. And we've done festivals like Earthwork Harvest Gathering where we do a second line to our stage set or we do a second line to the Water Blessing. Okay. So we kind of walk through this festival I'm site. I'm starting to get it now. Yeah. yeah. And what we might do is we don't have to commit to the parade like we're late for court. Right. We will play while walking and then find a group of people and then we circle up and play a couple songs right. and then wave and move on. So very impromptu. Very impromptu. Uh-huh. And... Um, that's been one of the joys of putting this together. Like we had that idea, we wanted to lift up this um, cultural music and and have fun with this format. But the joy we receive when you surprise people out oh, in sure. a field or yeah. on the street and they turn around and there's this music happening, and two seconds later they're smiling and dancing. And right. That's been um, incredibly uh, gratifying and just a part of what I love about this 
um, form of music is right. that it's very um, emotive. It's very it brings people together. Right, right. Now, who's in this band? Uh, uh, some of the guys uh, that that uh, perform with you. So we be have performing uh, with you for yeah. This. And when we got it started, we was really working with Andrew Schrock, who's oh, uh, yeah. local owner of the um, uh, great restaurant in Fenville called yep. Salt of the Earth. Yep, and um, Schrock Brothers. Right. So Andrew and I were working on it with um, and Josh Keller, trumpet player, and many of the originals are still here. But we also have a rotating crew, so right. it can change a little. That's bit. That's what but, I was thinking. It might have a. But yeah. our our lead crew includes Dee Dee Alder on uh-huh. drums, who's a local Fenville, and we have a lot of Kalamazoo musicians. We have Jared Selner on saxophone, Scott Dumas on trombone. Um, we have Carolyn Keeble, a Kalamazoo drummer, on snare, and who am I forgetting? Um, Probably, that's it. Probably, if, if you did, I'm sure they'll remind you <laughs> yeah. if they're listening. I'm sure they will. I'm sure they will. But <laughs> you so, see what they did, though, Greg? They turned your every Thursday into an event. You go from Wally's to Phil's to the yeah. Sandbar to the Mitten. I think, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, um, but, yeah, I'm looking at the event here, and um, uh, this card. By the way, um, whoever designed this did a great job. Um, your uh, your uh, advertising here for second line. I like your poster. Thank you. Um, uh, uh, we start at Wally's, and this is this coming Tuesday for Mardi Gras, correct? Yeah, yeah. So I'll give a little lay of the land. Yeah. So the idea is, um, you know, last year we went from Wally's to the Southerner. The first year we went from Wicks Park to the Southerner. We've modified the route slightly between those years, and so, and now what we've done is brought these other parade stops on as partners in the event. So we're not necessarily – the difference between a pub crawl is we're not necessarily trying to bring this whole crew in and then go out because we have a progression to sort of keep in mind. Right. But what we're going to do is all these places will be open and starting their own hang and, and Mardi Gras celebration right. during the day. And then we're going to be at Wally's, play a little bit before 5 uh, inside. And then at 5, we leave and we walk over to Phil's, and we're just going to pause, play outside Phil's oh, okay. for a song or so. Their crew can come outside, join the parade, and move on, uh-huh. or go back in. And then we move on, and we stop at Sandbar and play outside for a song. Oh, I see. And so and on and so forth. And folks want to go in and get a cocktail while you're playing. Exactly. You can refresh. Um, some of these places, like Wicks Park, I know, has the um, uh, the um, uh, social district yep. where you can uh, buy a drink and take it along with you. Yep, and almost the whole route is in the social district right at the end. Correct. So we hit Sandbar, then we take a, a, a turn and head up to Mitten and Wicks Park, and we'll end up at the Southerner. And so then, Phil's, um, and then Sandbar, and then then you're then you're coming. Okay, so I'm trying to figure out, will you be going to Phil's by Butler Street, via Butler Street, or... No, we'll be going to Phil's via uh, Griffin, right? No, Hoffman. Or Hoffman. That's right, Hoffman. And so Phil's and then Sandbar. Oh, Butler, yeah. And then we take a right, sorry. Go to the Sandbar, then go down to water. Yeah, water water is what I was thinking. Thank you. Okay. I should have brought my route card, but (laughs) that's the idea. We're heading south. But like you said, it's impromptu. Then we're taking a right. So just follow the band. That's right. Listen, (laughs) you'll find us. Um, and that's um, this coming Tuesday. That's at uh, Wally's. That's 5 p.m., right? Yeah. That's when you. That's and then we'll be at do. Southerner, who's doing uh, a buffet, uh, Mardi Gras buffet. And uh, once we catch our breath, we'll probably get up there. So we leave at 5. We'll probably, we're trying to make it to the Southerner by 6.30. Uh-huh. And then a little bit later, we'll play a couple indoor sets. Right, right. Um, uh, what do I, is there anything I have to do if I want beads? 
Uh, do I have to do anything? We're going to have each of the stops will have beads. Um, what, what you can donate do? for beads. We don't have any performative uh, exchange for beads. Um, and we're going to have a crew. We're going to have some volunteers from Red Horse at each of the stops. So we'll have um, uh, beads and boas and some Red Horse bandanas. One of the traditions is waving a, a handkerchief or a bandana, twirling that in the air as you do the second line. Oh, okay. Twirling parasols. We have a few parasols. So. We'll have some stuff if people don't have their own, and you can make a donation and take a handful of beads, or we have some masks as well. Uh Um, So there'll be stuff, but it's a great opportunity to sort of dress up. Uh, I think Mardi Gras and Carnival, New Orleans culture in general, is come as you are, and that can be as weird as you want. Right. For the day. Right. Uh, oh, and I shouldn't mention that Katie have... Zacker is really she she gets pretty weird. Yeah. And uh, and she really enjoys us. The more uh, the merrier. Yeah. We have uh-huh. uh, Kirk Johnson is going to grand marshal the parade. So grand marshal is the is the. Uh, oh, Kirk well, Johnson. He's the um, dress designer. He's yeah, done a lot of E-Vane. famous people, um, uh, red carpet and and that kind of thing. Yeah. So he yeah. he will be well appointed and outfitted up front, twirling a parasol, leading the way. So, oh, girl. So find Kirk, <laughs> find the band, and uh, yeah. we'll be moving down the street. Oh, that's exciting to know that he's going to be the, the marshal. Yeah, because he I, was there I, with he, us in the he'll first add, He'll add quite a... The, the weather has been good for the last couple years. It, does, it looks like it's going to be okay. What yeah, is it? Knock on together. wood. Yeah. yeah. No snow, no rain. No snow or rain. Okay, it does require, I think it both, I don't know about required, celebrates hearty stock. So as Midwesterners, one of the things that we say as we play this music, it's really important to kind of feel and and reflect on the history and it's also like we say inspired by new orleans but born in the midwest and i think sometimes that's a re- reference to understanding that we have great respect for the new orleanians right and we understand we're midwesterners uh, making our own version right and then other times it's a point of pride of saying hey we second line in february in michigan right, right. so sure. like there's a different sort of mentality that says uh, we're scheduling this without a weather report. Who cares? <laughs> we're doing it one way or another. Bundle yeah. up. Right, right, right. Bundle up, buckle up, and let's make it happen. Nice. Yeah, I know uh, Gene over at Back to the Fuchsia and I are excited to get our T-shirts. Yeah. And, uh, and we will be joining in the festivities. Yeah, it's um, a great point. Uh, twofold. We have T-shirts that will be for sale. First uh-huh. year for that. And I want to take a minute to mention our sponsors. So it's yes. the first time we reached out and said, hey, community businesses, we're trying to raise money for this. Uh, important cause and have fun in the area and dunes view quick shop farmhouse deli big b coffee back to the future flower shop all came on board as well as the parade stops and um just want to give big thanks there and Mm -hmm. um welcome them aboard and i'm really excited about what's ahead not just tuesday but i see this as a a really fun annual tradition i think there's something about winter locals and getting out of the house mm-hmm. and having this sort of fun seeing your neighbor on on the street and in the community is a is a really it's good anytime but i feel like in february we all need a little jolt absolutely like, That's oh a, yeah definitely uh, we're gonna make it through winter after all and i i like the impromptu i like the uh, it's not so formal like you said you know spontaneity. um yeah, yeah. spontaneity spontaneity it's not so formally uh, organized, you know, and um, and it, when I think about when they had the one in Douglas, I think that's probably what helped break it apart. 
was that they were too – everybody was too rigid and we want to do it this way or we want to do it that way. But this is just a, a time that everybody can have fun um, going from pub to pub, enjoying uh, the music from the Great Lakes Brass as they perform the Sagatuck second line for the Mardi Gras Pub Crawl this Tuesday. I'm going to remind everybody again, that's this Tuesday, and we'll be starting at Wally's. Now, the, it leaves Wally's at 5 o'clock, but you're going to want to get yourself a little cocktail or two to you know, kind of get in the spirit before that's it starts. Right. So I suggest showing up to Wally's around 3.30 or 4. Give yourself about an hour uh, maybe uh, to grab something, a little snack or something before before that, but of course, the that's southerner. right. In, in this instance, pre gaming is not a pre; it, it's the event, right? It's, Correct. It's not the preparation for the end, right? Event. Yeah, it's yeah. all it's all part of it. So, that, yeah, any one of those spots, and especially Wally's, um, and we'll be leaving. It, it's a little last year. Fat Tuesday was in March. Right. So this year it's in February, so we had to keep an eye on the sunset. So yeah, yeah. CJ we will cor- not be dilly dallying. Corrected me a couple weeks ago because I saw your old Facebook event and yeah. I had mentioned the word March and oh no, Gregory, it's not that. But he corrected me a couple weeks ago. Yeah, so it, that's it yeah. moves this coming. Uh, yeah, this coming moves. Tuesday. And so do we. Yep. Yep. Awesome. Awesome. All good stuff. Fred Boltman from the Red Horse Center for Collaborative Leadership. Thank you for being on the show. Um, we didn't Glad even be talk here. about beer because <laughs> this, this man—he's a master brewer. You know oh, that, don't you? We, we have to, yeah. We'll have to come back. We have to come we'll back. Drink talk some about beer. Drink some beer. Uh, CJ, I'll drink beer. I'll have a cocktail. I, I, I will. <laughs> well, we hope to see everybody out there on the street. That's um, right. Fat Tuesday, February twenty-first. Fat Tuesday. That's this coming Tuesday already. I know. Um, uh, and uh, and uh, we'll meet at Wally's. Uh, go oh, to Phil's. I, yeah, I would be remiss if I didn't say we are playing Park Theater in Holland tonight. Oh! And we are playing uh, Kalamazoo Folklife Concert Series in Allegan today at wow. two o'clock. Park Theaters at seven. Seven. And we're gonna we're gonna visit the Fenville Methodist Church and open up their service this morning. Wow! Uh, at eleven. So we got a we day. got a triple header. Today. Right. So from the Methodist Church to um uh uh, uh to First Presbyterian in Allegan, which is part of the Folklife Cabin Fever Concert Series. Right. And then we hustle over to Holland, and we got a. a uh, Seven o'clock show at the Park Theater tonight. Community nonprofit venue there. Wow! Uh, in Holland, Michigan, home wow. of the band. Well, go get your horn. Yeah, it's out <laughs> in the truck. You can see it from here. <laughs> Thanks for being on the show, Fred. We look forward to Tuesday's pub crawl. Sagatuck Second Line. We'll see you there. I'll be there. CJ will be there. I will be. You can there. come see us all. Gene from Back to the Fuchsia. We're all going to be there. So come hang out with us on a Tuesday here in beautiful downtown Saugatuck. Hey, everybody, thanks for listening. We've got a great show coming up next week. We'll have April Gundy talking about more pub crawls. We'll, we'll be talking about already getting into uh, getting into uh, St. Patty's, Saint Patty's Day, yeah. Day is coming up already. Good to be so back in the bubble. The winter isn't lasting longer long here, um, but uh, that's because there's always great things to do here in Saugatuck. I disregard the groundhog, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, groundhog, ground who? Ground what? Everybody, huh? Yeah, no. Go ahead. No? He, he, yeah, he's, he's right as much as your sports bets are. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll see everybody next week. Thank you for listening. This is Gregory Muncy. Thank you, CJ Badrick. Good to be here. And we'll see you next week on Saga Tech on Sunday on 92.7 The Van. Happy Sunday fun day, everybody. Bye-bye.